what are the 20 different challenges what a designer really come across when he does a user research and testing a lot of people really asked me this in a very different different angles this particular podcast is coming out of that particular feedback okay because i've guided over 12500 students and i've uh, helped personally for them to secure jobs less than 2 months 1 month 3 months even 15 20 days after getting the guidance and i personally worked on more than 64 plus projects in my whole career of 8.5 years including product design ui ux design system design entire product life cycle management i've seen from physical to digital products let me tell you guys if you understand this 20 different difficulties what a designer is facing you will be able to much easily tackle that and i'm going to be telling you the strategies also how you can tackle that if you are comprehending with this podcast your life as a ui ux designer will be very 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 smooth and you will make a very good trajectory growth in a very shorter span of time okay because this is coming out of this experience you need to respect that take a lot of notes let's dive into this podcast the very first thing for a product designer in user research the problem is data bias see i'll tell you personally we have a lot of biases inside us subconsciously will be biased during the data collection and interpreting the data let's say if you're talking to your friend for some data collection you will be more personally attached to that friend so that you will directly take the data and put it right this is a very very big problem when you do a user research that is why what you have to do is you need to have a lot of diverse population to take your sample size for getting that input because if you're doing a field study if you're doing a user survey research using online forms or talking to interviewers uh, people and if you're going a phone call interviews or anything for your data collection you need to keep aware the data bias is a big challenge and the only way to really come out of this is to choose a wide variety of different audience okay and let me tell you lack of this diversity in the sample group can lead to a very very skewed and poor results you need to understand this the second important a uh, difficulty what people face in user research is data source identification let me tell you identification of the credible and relevant source of information is damn damn difficult in the age of digital what do you call <laughs> era right so we have chat gpt coming we have a google bard we have a google we have lot of search engines youtube videos and and udemy coursera materials is and uh, materials and learning things are not really problem guys we have a huge in fact it's a over information overload the point is how do we really find that exact source of information and how trustable it is let me tell you guys that is why you need to go to statistical websites you need to go to government statistical websites like if you took india national informatics center nic if it's us you can go to uh, uh national security for data collection i think the name is not correct but they have a very specific website for that where they have all the datas and inputs there definitely you can trust them you can take out the information from that to get a global perspective to get a indian perspective whatever you wanted to do even state wise also people have a lot of data poured in based on that so if you take data from here you will have a much credible information let me tell you guys before putting a data from internet spend twice the time how you research the data to check that this is a, this is a time one is to two if you're taking 5 minutes to do a research and find a data take 10 minutes to validate if it's really true really fact really stat properly validated from a proper source this is a major major important difficulty which you will have to take care the third important thing is data availability see accessing a real time data might be difficult because doing primary research will take a lot of times even secondary data validation could be little challenging because you don't have a base primary data right 
So you need to balance that with extensive data. Like let's say if you are a time constrained working project, if you're in a budget constrained project, so you make sure you find the place where you can get a real time data so that you can derive that particular secondary information and then you can justify with the stat and fact so that it's properly converged as a primary information because a lot of times you cannot visit the user or take a real-time information where you can do an interpolation method to find a close to like let's say 80 to 90 percent close data by interpolating the information what you got from that place and the secondary source this is the best way many people really stuck really waiting for a lot of time to get that data which they will never get you need to understand that time constraint as well okay the fourth important difficulty is data mapping so transforming your abstract data into a very clear understandable format is a big challenge guys that is why you need to use miro it's a very good software you can use envision you can use ppts you can use flowchart you can use ppt or or you can use even a, a word file that's not the problem guys point is not about that it's about how you transform that information you need to first mind map whatever you're right you're thinking you need to list down the points clearly. You can use some boxes, colors, shapes, and then you can describe that in a more uh, illustrative way or even in a textual way, no problem. The moment when you do it, immediately after your research, mapping of the data is more easy. A lot of people don't do it. They do it after five days, 90% content they forget. They do it after 10 days, they completely forget everything. You need to do it immediately. You need to do it with some software, whatever you have, and just map it down. Then and only the mapping will become more understandable for the others because you 80 to 90 percent you have just put whatever you've collected right because we have a tendency to forget quickly the meaningful visualizations you can make guys when you put it in a form of map the fifth important difficulty is poor presentation skill a lot of people don't have this see guys choose any software it's not a problem of that even you can choose a software called FigJam it's an AI enabled Figma uh, board where you can use a lot of presentation methods and you can use a lot of plugins in Figma also you can use a tool called um, gamma.ai gamma.ai i'll paste you in the description for this podcast it's a beautiful ai tool you can just put your text it will spit you a ppt out of there so what is the point tools are there but what you really wanted to uh, put there is the point there so, okay so you need to effectively communicate with your team members or using presentations or using chart paper or pencil pen whatever you choose make sure you tailor that communication to the level of understanding let's say if you're talking to your kids for your project research make sure you explain in a very simpler and very uh, what do you call primary way because they understand like that only right if you're talking to a ceo your communication should be different so understand this and the sixth important pa uh, part is synthesizing your inputs see even if you collect a lot of information a lot of people have problem in synthesizing that insight people don't know how to correlate it that's why you need to write it down you need to find some patterns and then you need to find some insight like let's say what could possibly go wrong or what can possibly not happen that is where your creativity touch should be there because insights a lot of people don't know how to derive it out they just see the raw information primary research secondary research you need to draw some parallels between the real-time data and think intuitively okay how does it really happen why it is not this way why it is not that way why competitors do done this way that's why SWOT analysis helps you sometimes to get some actionable insights and mapping out of it okay so a lot of people have this problem of doing it the seventh important difficulty what a user uh, uh, research people who do have is medium or the software tools right a lot of people get confused with software options whichever they don't have let me tell you guys make it very simple you can use a tool called miro m-i-r-o it's a beautiful tool 
uh, and it's it's just a drag and drop templates you can use that to collect your information very clearly because if you're doing a user research extensive data will be there you'll get graph you'll get information you'll get proper uh, pictures also but where do you really put it sometimes ppt will be really heavy loaded so use miro where you can put everything in one canvas okay very similar software i'll tell you which is called invision you can use that as well okay you can try it out now let's come to the eighth difficulty which is crediting the source see a lot of people get problems after user research because somebody else data you are using right you'll get problem when you present it somewhere if you're if you're presenting in a very reputable institute or maybe your client definitely people will check your data trustworthiness what happens is people really uh, uh, treat you in a different way when they find out that you have taken from some source and then you're not crediting that properly or else you have to remove that if you're not able to credit it a lot of times it becomes a big trust issue uh, when i worked in a college uh, called hanover hochschule hanover in central part of germany you know what happened there was a professor and there was a um, assignment upload which we have to do people really told me that jagdish remove all this content or credit it properly because we are uploading it in our website i was like so shocked why do i have to really do this if, if it is not a client project even for a college uh, material which i have to upload why should i extensively do this they said no it's going into the college website you need to remove all this google images or if you're putting that image you have to credit it properly for the user or else you'll have to pay the royalty for it a lot of people take it very granted credibility of that source is very 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 vital when you are putting that in your presentations or in your research work okay this is the most most important thing guys and the ninth important thing when you do a user research is you have a shy to go and talk to people to collect information right that's why you need to have a fear of judgment left out completely when you really leave that and whenever you are really having that high energy to go and uh, get information for your project your motivation of the project is right your your real need for the project is there in the market unless if you collect this information and solve this problem nobody else is going to solve automatically you will get motivated guys you will not feel any shy to go and talk to people a lot of people have a problem in going and talking to strangers this is a big problem in user research and then they cut short their research they just get their comfort zone they are known people they are online resources and do it they don't even do the primary research and conclude the entire project and when you do this you will have a terrible problems doing that <laughs> okay yes this is the ninth important point the last important point is documentation the moment when you leave this documentation what happens is you will not get any data or you will not even forget as i already mentioned and you will not have a proper proof to even substantiate it to your stakeholders to show what you collected is true or not people are very bad in documentation just drag and drop some content guys put it dump it in a word file that would be enough maybe you can rearrange it later but having that data is most most vital than presenting it how right so documentation is just 10th different a uh, 10th important pain area and the big struggle what really Uh, designers find this is the first part of this podcast let me repeat you quickly guys the first is data biasness second is data source identification third is data availability fourth is data mapping fifth is presentation skills sixth is synergizing your insight seventh is using a tool called miro eighth is giving a credit properly for that ninth is talking to a stranger and tenth is documentation of your thing when you are able to overcome these things and challenges definitely you will do a much extensive user research properly for your projects guys okay this is the first part of the podcast now let's go to the testing part of it the big challenge what people really face in testing because if you are doing user research then what you do is you make an ideation then you go for a testing right so the big part of this testing is 
selecting participants for your user groups, right? A lot of people have the problem in that. So what you can do, you need to ensure a diverse representation of a group for testing. You need to avoid biases by selecting those participants carefully so that you will have more different kind of feedbacks. We did a user research in our company recently, choosing different age group, different genders, different uh, interest, different uh, uh, department people to get a very diverse perspective of it. That is why you need to have a proper planning before you uh, do a testing. Or else what will happen is your testing result will be very homogeneous. There is no point in doing that testing. You could have assumed it on yourself, right? Yes. The second important thing is quality of group. So you need to ensure quality should be high and quantity also sometimes matters if you're doing an extensive testing. Okay, because a lot of times even 10 users will give you good quality insights where you can close it. Sometimes you need 100 people to tell you that answer because your complexity of that nature of that product is very high. So you need to choose quantitative or qualitative which really makes that and, and you need to well definedly mention what you require in your project so that the user will also be tuned for that. The third important point is defined criteria and error tolerance. See, a lot of people have a difficulty in this. Establishing a very clear criteria and a goal for your project, whether it's a success or failure, is very important. And people don't really take care of their errors. So I'll tell you, when you complete a testing, a lot of times people really have a problem in uh, uh, accepting the data as it is, right? It, it shouldn't be like that. It should, it should be exactly homogeneous. It should have that realness. It should have that uh, errors also in that. A lot of people don't take that. They just do it just like that. And what happens is the testing will not give you any fruitful insight. That is why the tolerance for the error should be there so that it looks like we are designing for humans. Humans are, are possible to make mistakes and your testing should really take care of that. Nobody can perform like a robot guys. That's not how the human testing will happen, okay? So the fourth important problem is avoid shortcuts. It's a big, big, uh, what do you call difficulty, guys. You need to resist a temptation to take shortcuts. Testing is a process. It's like a meditation. You need to patiently wait till the end. If you make a hurry-burry decision, even you will not get a quality output in your testing. That will lead to an improper result, which will lead to an improper design, which will lead to an improper product experience so that the functionality will not be done and the user will not be able to complete the task. Let's say if you're making a payment and if it gets interrupted and your payment is gone, <laughs> what do you do? So you need to maintain that commitment in depth testing. Okay. The fifth important difficulty is validation of the raw data, which we've already discussed. Even in the testing, you need to ensure the accuracy and reliability of the collected data by going through it one more time, or even you can go through your research work of your primary and secondary to validate it. Unless if you're not validating, it becomes a big problem. The sixth important thing is resource allocation. See, when you're doing a testing, definitely you need to first allocate your resource. Let's say if it's a complex testing scenario, you need to have two, three people, or sometimes you can outsource this to a third party user, uh, uh, third party agency, where they can help you complete this entire test because you need to allocate that resource. Or else a lot of time you do a kitchen job. You need to be very clear on that if you are a user research guy who is doing an extensive testing. Seventh is asking some open-ended questions in your testing, okay? Like let's say, if you ask an open-ended question, it gets you a very rich response. Closed-ended question is like, hey, do you like bike or not? User can only answer yes or no, right? Open-ended question is something different. Why do you like bikes? See, that's why it's very important to ask open-ended questions where uh, what makes it interesting, why it is so important, uh, 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 like let's say, uh, what are all the things which you like? Like when you ask this open-ended uh, open questions, people really go into deeper answers. When you ask specifically, did you like this or not? 
are you willing to do this or not so that is like a closed ended question okay so you need to understand this eighth is build the trust see a lot of people make this big problem without establishing a trust when you go and talk to a participant sometimes they'll tell i'm not interested to participate in this test so first create that environment talk to them hey introduce yourself tell what is the purpose of your test tell using their inputs how you can able to uh, i mean how this input of them can help your project grow in a different way how thousands of people can get benefited by participating in that test appreciate them and genuinely tell the intention of that if they are not still comfortable leave them it's okay you can move to the other participant right so establishing the trust and making them comfortable is a very important thing non observance it's a very very big difficulty is the ninth difficulty encourage detailed observation guys rather than surface level analysis see lot of people have a problem in observation even during my career start i used to be very what do you call surface level i used to make decisions as a designer i need to take some favorite sides of me so that my uh, what do you call zone will be very comfortable but you have to go to the uh, deep level to really observe the patterns inside it you need to train yourself guys designer needs to have that very subtleness in observing that user behavior and when you observe it very carefully you will find a real a uh, pain area what the users are facing through sometimes the user will not tell you can find i'll give you an example sometimes user will go into a habit of everyday today lifestyle where they'll say i don't have any problem why are you improving this product it's fine but if you go and observe he might be really enduring a lot of pain while going through that like let's say if it's an application process of a school where the parents are going through a 15 day process for application where they'll be saying chale 15 days is fine that's mean earlier it was more than a month now it's 15 days and i'll do it but if you can able to provide an application or a system where it can be done in a half an hour time if people people will be really happy right so user will not ask you design me an application for half an hour to do this process you need to understand observing that pain point that's why observation is very important the 10th important and the last important pain area is dealing with incomplete or inaccurate answers see strategizing a way to handle that situation where participant will not provide you sometimes complete information so develop that probing technique to deep deeper when you find that weakness try to collect with secondary information or a primary information to justify that information then you will be able to close the loop properly okay this is the major challenges which people face in testing let me repeat you right uh, choosing the right participant choosing the quality of the group for using quantitative or qualitative method defining the criteria and error tolerance into consideration and avoiding shortcuts and being patient and validating the raw data sixth is finding out resource allocation how to do it and seventh is asking open ended and closed questions eighth is building trust ninth is observing very closely and tenth is dealing with the incomplete answers and validating with your research if you are able to do this perfectly guys let me tell you you are making a very good uh, user research as well as a testing which is there in your career very fast and you will feel this process is more butter like experience when you move along a lot of people make shortcuts they don't have a intention and a mindset to really understand it they really don't have a big future in their design because they'll be one or the other way thrown out of this field easily because people can sense you very very easily because design you can't hide anything you need to be honest you need to be showcasing or else you will not be growing at okay so take care of these principles listen to this podcast one more time and take actions for your career okay so thank you so much guys if you find this useful give me a best rating in apple and spotify and if you need my mentorship support in helping you send me that email i'll be more than happy to help you okay take care all the best bye bye guys